Hi, I'm Lily. Welcome to Story Therapy. This piece is called Rules for Becoming. One, listen. You are in a body. She is your eyes so you can see, your ears so you can hear, your nose so you can smell, your mouth so you can taste, and your skin so you can feel. She is your heart that beats. She is your brain that thinks. She is your voice that speaks. She is your everything. You exist only because she does. Your body is soft and strong. She is sensitive and resilient. She is wise and willing, and she shows up with unconditional love all day, every day. She holds you, she sustains you, and she quietly maintains herself and provides you with everything you need to experience the world. By these simple facts, she deserves your respect, your love, your compassion, your support. She deserves to be a priority to you. She deserves for you to make sure you sleep, eat, drink, shower, exercise, stretch, and rest the way you know she needs you to. She deserves for you to take the time to take a deep breath and listen to her. Emotions are the language of the body. They are the only way she knows how to communicate. So when she sends you her messages, irritability, overwhelm, peace, ease, Listen. Two, remember, you have survived your personal apocalypse and you are happy that you did. That is a massive feat. I am so fucking proud. A heartfelt and genuine congratulations. Still, I don't want you to forget who got you here. It was not the shiny lily who exists today, it was the cornered animal the scrappy survivor, the fortress of a human being, the goddamn soldier you used to be. She was flawed. She was cranky. She was afraid. She was in pain. She was suicidal. She was exhausted and exhausting. Still, she somehow found it in herself to decide she didn't want to die. And then she did something even more daring. She decided she wanted to live. She made a list of rules, some that she was sort of already doing and some that were so aspirational, it felt like it would take a miracle to follow them. Then, day by day, she followed them as best she could. Not perfectly, not kindly, not always hopefully. Still, she was consistent enough and strong enough and curious enough for long enough that she became you. But you are also her, and you owe her the respect of keeping her scrappy, humble spirit in your heart honored. You owe it to yourself to look back and acknowledge how far you've come. Reach. Always reach. But don't forget to look back and remember. 3. Show up. You have made a ton of progress, but still, you often make excuses and let yourself off the hook when you don't hold to your commitments, especially the commitments you make 
with yourself. Of course, have self-compassion when you don't live up to your expectations. Perfection is not the goal, but you must also have the humility to take accountability and admit to yourself that sometimes you didn't fail. Sometimes you just didn't show up in the first place. Because when you can admit to yourself you didn't actually try, it gives you the opportunity to put in real effort and grow. Those moments are an invitation to keep reaching higher, to become a person with integrity, impeccability, and follow-through who you can rely on, to consciously seek out your own moral code and show up in it, to create high standards for yourself and show up in them, to believe in your own capacity to be who you want to be and do what you want to do and hold that version of yourself as sacred. You are capable, wise, and you are the only one who can know your own heart. So be honest with yourself about your efforts. And if they are found wanting, try again, try more, fail bigger, because at least then you'll know you showed up. And the only way to truly live is to show up and do the damn thing. Honor your commitments. Treat your ideals as sacred. Compassionately hold yourself accountable when you don't show up. And then recommit to showing up. Four, be still. You are often a perpetual motion machine, constantly moving forward and upward and onward. You are always seeking opportunities to grow to learn new things, to have new experiences, and to be new people. You make order out of chaos. You make meaning of everything that happens to you, because where once you would have only seen an uncaring universe, you now choose to find meaning, purpose, and trust. This is beautiful. I'm so grateful to that piece of you. She's the reason you have come so far. And sometimes... I see the relentlessness wearing you down. I see it making you exhausted and lonely. So it's okay to rest. It's okay to take a moment to pause and just be where you are right now. It's okay to just spend time with yourself, coming to know and appreciate and experience yourself. You don't always have to be doing and thinking and growing. You have nothing to prove. You are already someone worthy of attention, worthy of being known, worthy of being loved, and worthy of being. You don't have to achieve to prove you deserve to exist. You already deserve it. Every version of you that has existed has deserved to exist simply because you do. Consciousness is a miracle. Your body is a miracle. The world is a miracle. And it's okay to marvel in it, to revel in it, to love it by just being with it, being still. Five, surrender to the light. You have spent a lot of life, a lot of time, and a lot of energy protecting yourself. You retreated into yourself built yourself into a fortress. Walls so high, it was almost impossible to scale them. Surveillance and weapons to deter any attempts at a breach. You protected yourself against the dangerous and the benign. 
And for a long time, that served you. You were able to hone your intellect and instincts, to connect to your inner knowing and emotions until you became skilled at the arts of coping and enduring. Still, somehow, you forgot to notice along the way you not only survived, but you got strong. You know the darkness and it doesn't scare you. So what do you have to fear? That if you learn to step out and love the light, something will happen and send you back into the dark? Okay, so what? You know what it is to be there. You have the map of that place written on your soul. So you can always find your way in the dark. What else? You're afraid that you'll be bad at being in the light and people will see you? Okay, so what? You were bad at being in the dark and people saw you. You persisted anyway. So do it again. Let it in. You already received the dark and you've learned to walk side by side with it. You can learn to receive and walk with the light. And you so deserve that light. You deserve to know love, to know joy, to know softness, to know kindness, to know peace, to know ease, to know stillness. They are every bit as much a part of you as the dark. And you were born with the right to experience all of it. So surrender my darling, to the light. Six, trust. You are not going to be able to have it all figured out. You're not going to crack the code and find a set of step-by-step directions to your version of the good life. Still, you're discovering that you don't really need that because you have everything you need to make the next right choice. And isn't it so much more interesting when you don't know the ending? When you get to watch a story unravel unspoiled? When you get to enjoy each and every step of the journey? When you get to be surprised? The outcome may not be what you would have imagined for yourself, but if you stay present, if you take deep breaths, if you listen to yourself, if you trust in your senses and knowing, if you show up, and make choices that are true to you, then you will find yourself enjoying a journey created by and for you. You will find yourself enjoying a life created by and for you, moment by moment. And who else is better equipped to create the life you most want than the ever-evolving you? You will be thrown plot twists because the universe likes to keep it interesting, but sometimes... What looks at first glance like an obstacle can turn out to be an opportunity or even a straight-up gift. Perspective can go a long way. Life will be hard if you make it hard, but maybe it could be something else instead if you stay open to the possibilities and choose something else. Trust in your instincts. Trust in your backbone. Trust in your endurance trust in yourself. Maybe it really is that easy. Just trust. Seven, breathe. You often find yourself caught up in what was or what will be, and you take yourself out of what is. So take a deep breath and ask yourself, what do I want right now? Who will I be in this moment? 
How do I more fully experience what is in front of me? How do I release the control of these questions and surrender to being here now? Breathe. Hold space around the current moment and keep yourself there. Notice your external experience passing you by. Notice your internal experience passing you by. Notice how there is something stable and steady that is unmoved by either. Breathe. You are not the thoughts. You are not the feelings. You are not the body. Those pieces are information and input. You are the observer watching the thoughts and feelings and experiences. You are the part that makes meaning, that creates an overstory, that learns the big lessons, that makes choices. Your body deserves to be heard. Your past selves and hurts deserve to be honored. Your future selves deserve your intention. And your present self deserves to experience stillness, light, and trust. So breathe into the moment. Tap into that piece of you that sees all. Breathe and make the next right choice. Breathe and allow yourself to become moment by moment. Breathe. Breathe. And keep breathing. If you've been listening to the podcast, specifically the last two episodes, you may recognize the style of this piece from Rules for Surviving the Apocalypse. Uh, and then you would have heard a little bit about why I wrote this piece in On Hope and Trust. If you haven't heard those episodes, here's a little bit of context. So three years ago in 2018, I wrote a piece called Rules for Surviving the Apocalypse. My apocalypse was depression. <laughs> Writing the piece helped me put into words and validate what I had been feeling for 10 years, and the rules were meant to give me something to focus on to improve my mental health and keep moving forward. Then, when writing the On Hope and Trust episode for this podcast, I realized I have integrated those rules into my life so well, I might need to write some new rules to suit who I've become and who I want to become. And that's when I decided to write this piece, which became Rules for Becoming. So, re-listening to Rules for Surviving the Apocalypse and then reading this piece, I'm kind of in awe of how much my mindset has changed. It's like these were written by two completely different people. I turned 27 a couple of months ago, and for some reason that birthday really struck me. At first I couldn't figure it out. I mean, it's not a big birthday. It's not a round milestone birthday like 25 or 30. There's no new thing for you at 27, like being able to drink at 21 
or rent a car at 26. There's not even a song about it. Like, I'm feeling 22. So why was it weird? And then it, it hit me. At some point, I had gotten it in my head that I wouldn't make it to my late 20s. And 27 is the first age that's officially late 20s. I literally didn't think I'd be alive this long. And 27 is, like, literally not at all old. (laughs) That hit me. And I became aware that at one point, it would have felt like a miracle to get this far. And not only have I made it this far, but I'm happy I made it this far. And I'm thriving. Rules for Becoming shows perfectly that I'm not in survival mode anymore. I am grateful for my life, even my struggles. I've learned to coexist with my feelings, my struggles, my disorder well enough that I want to be present. I want to be in my life. I want to hold my feelings and care for them and witness them. Still, I'm ready to, to discover more. I'm ready to, to discover how to live side by side with delight too. I'm ready to, to, to discover the ways I can make my life even more true and beautiful. And I'm open to not having all the answers, to discovering, to being wrong, to continuing to grow. I am becoming. And I am attempting to actualize. Like, whoa. Okay. So writing this piece was pretty different from writing the first one. Um, and I'm here writing it in 2021. I just finished it yesterday, so it's brand new. Um, and when I was writing this piece compared to the other one, so in rules, when I was writing Rules for Surviving the Apocalypse, I had this long list of things I wanted to fix about myself. And I had to, like, dial it back to what was, like, possible to fix, Because, you know, there's a lot of things we'd like to fix that aren't possible. The first time, I wanted to put down, like, really specific stuff. Finite actions I could take to see change right away. This time, when I sat down to write this piece, I felt really expansive. Like, rather than picking out things I wanted to fix right now, I found myself looking at what direction I wanted to grow in. I said to myself, okay, so looking back, here's how I've grown from there. Where do I want to grow next? The first two rules felt like a continuation and maintenance of the progress I've already made. Listen and remember. So listening to my body is one of the big things I've worked on to improve my mental health and that I'm still working on. Just last week, I didn't do any meal prep. I ate horribly and that made me feel physically pretty terrible, but I still did my workouts. I got enough sleep and I was kind to my body and my head. Often, at least one element of taking care of my body is still off, and maybe that will always be the case because perfection is not possible, but listening to my body is important enough to me that I want it to stay a priority, so it goes in the rules. Remembering. So, the remembering piece is important. Uh, Remembering who I've been and how I got here is really important. Because I can get frustrated with myself sometimes and get very, like, it's not good enough. And then someone reminds me or I remind myself of how and who I used to be. And it helps me put it all into perspective. Like, 
okay, Lily, you didn't meal prep this week. You are not a failure as a human being. Look, a few years ago, you couldn't even cook at all. You just had to choose between priorities this week, and unfortunately, food lost. But you're okay. There's always next week. Then I take a deep breath, and I move on. So it feels important for this to be a rule, because I need to keep at that. Then the rules get a little more present and specific. Show up and be still. Accountability is one of those things I've been working on for a while, but I keep finding more depth to it. At first, it was things like be honest and show up for work on time and say no to things you won't actually do. (laughs) Then accountability became like take pride in your work and you're only robbing yourself when you half-ass a learning opportunity. Now it's becoming, you know, if you didn't give something your all, you can't hide from yourself You've seen how much you're capable of, so you don't buy, I can't do it anymore. And it's okay to fail. You tried and trying and experiencing are always better than sitting back and doing nothing. So now accountability has become a show the fuck up. And then being still. Uh, This is a tough one for me. And this is going to be work. It's hard for me to rest. And I don't mean in a literal sense. I chill and watch TV and go to a movie and enjoy a book or music all the time. But what I'm doing when I do those activities is I'm somehow like making them a part of something larger. My brain is always creating a web of meaning and making connections and building. Building what? I have no idea. It just can't stop. Like I say in the rule itself, I am a perpetual motion machine. And it's hard for me to pause and just be. So I need this rule to remind me. I don't have to be a projectile going somewhere. I can just be a ball. And that's enough. (laughs) And then the rules get bigger and more wide-reaching. Surrender to the light and trust. Surrender to the light I really like. I have this thing about darkness. I, I don't think it does us any good to reject our shadow self. It only proves our shadow self's fears true if we reject it and deny its reality. And then it comes back stronger and bigger and louder, desperate for acknowledgement. But now we've built the habit of judging and denying it, so we suppress it harder and harder, adding to the strength of its conviction until it's a beast, raging, clawing, snapping, demanding to be heard. So I I try not to call or think of the darker feelings as bad feelings or judge them. To me, it's all information. If I simply look at the information, aka the feeling, and acknowledge it, hello sadness, my darkness feels seen and soothed and we get to move forward together. I've come to think of darkness as a companion, not a threat. It's Samwise Gamgee, not the ring. (laughs) But yet, I've struggled to do the same with the light. I'm afraid of it. I, I want to deny its reality, keep my head down, and whisper to the darkness. Like I say in the rule, I, I have a map of darkness written on my soul, so I have a firm footing there. But the light is new, it's scary, and it's so expansive. It makes me think, like, how will I ever map it? But that's where trust comes in. I won't map it. 
I can't and I shouldn't. That's not the nature of light. It resists cages and boxes and rules. It's freedom, openness, and expansion. Light is moreness. I know that's not a word, but I'm saying it anyway. It's moreness. And I'm realizing trust is the only way to experience moreness. Be present and react to what's in front of you with trust in yourself and trust in the universe. It's the law of the light, and I'm learning to live side by side with it too. I want to see the light as my other companion, as more information to take in and acknowledge and experience, not resist. Last, we have breath. I wanted to keep this one the same from apocalypse to becoming because I think it remains relevant, important, and big no matter where you're at in your journey to breathe. I feel like it links you to all the parts of yourself. It brings you perspective. It helps you get present. It allows you to rest. It reveals your reality and it helps you to step forward in power and trust. Breath is the magic fairy dust of the real world. Nothing else reveals you quite as softly or as thoroughly as breath. If you like the rules and want some tips for writing your own, uh, here are some tips for you. First, wherever you're at in your journey, I encourage you to take some time to figure out what you're already sort of doing that helps you better reach your goals and be your best self when you do them consistently. Put those in your rules. These softballs will provide a confidence boost because the challenge isn't in the task, it's improving to yourself that you can prioritize choices that serve you daily. Next, I encourage you to think of some things you'd like to be doing but are not quite managing yet. Challenge yourself, but don't shoot for the moon. Pick something that feels hard and maybe just outside of doable, but not 10 steps ahead of where you are. The last thing you want to do when you're trying to build self-trust is set yourself up for failure. Next, I'd encourage you to include some mental shifts on your list not just things to do in the physical world, because I found it's often the mental blocks that are the true barriers to change. So like shifting your perspective or like embracing some new quality that you want that will help you achieve a wide range of goals. Finally, I encourage you to build some self-compassion and gentleness into your rules. You are not going to be perfect at following your rules. Not just at first, but ever. The most empowering part is just knowing that you are making a choice, whether you follow the rules or not. Even now, I'm not perfect at following rules for surviving the apocalypse. But I do follow them most of the time, and I am always aware when I'm choosing not to follow the rules. I'd love to see what rules you come up with for yourself. If you would like to send them to me, um, you can find me on Instagram at Story Therapy Podcast, or you can email me, storytherapypodcast at gmail.com, with what you come up with. And thank you for being here. <laughs>